You're listening to Gospel-Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology, and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and heavy-laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. David, it is nice to be back and to be discussing further what it means to care for one another and what it means to understand God's care for us during this time. The pressures seem to increase, but we recognize that life is a struggle. First, we know this life is a struggle, and especially in these times, we see hurting people. Some of us are, are hurting. The pressures increase in isolation, or even pressures at work, financial struggles. I'm just thinking about a couple families that I was talking to in our church at Grace Bible Church this past week where one family, they're both working, and the other family, they're not working at all because they've been laid off. And so there's a variety of challenges that we are all faced with. So where do we begin to help? How, how do we journey with those in a broken marriage? How do we encourage the lonely without sounding preachy or to just give people Christianese during this time? And I know we're going to continue our discussion here in 1 Peter and how what Peter's writing about thousands of years ago impacts even the situation that we have today. But you and I were talking about how we can begin to prepare ourselves to care for others. Would you mind taking a few moments and just flushing that out? Uh, We are... I think that's a great question, Tyler. Um, And... One of the things that the Bible does is it leads us to strange places. We would struggle with the concept that God would know us. And yet with the gospel, um, we we find so much comfort that God knows our story. So how do we begin to prepare to speak with others and to care for others? I think the first place really is to know that God knows our story, and that's a good thing. Uh, we want to spend most of our time in First Peter, but I've just been reminded of Psalm 139, where it begins, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I stand up and when I, or you know when I sit down and when I stand up. You understand my thoughts from afar. You observe my travels and my rest. You are aware of all my ways. Now, we might think that's incredibly disturbing, and yet, Uh, David, the psalmist, finds so much comfort in this. Uh, He asks the question, where can I go to flee from your presence? Um, Darkness, light. uh, And then he talks about being formed, uh, knit together in his mother's womb. And then in verse 17, God, how precious your thoughts are to me, how vast the sum of them. And he goes on to just speak about that he finds comfort in God knowing our story. And that really is... Uh, The gospel story is that we become comfortable with God knowing our story because we are those um, who are known by God and yet dealt with graciously and we are forgiven. So how do we begin to prepare to care for others? Uh, I think a big question that comes up is, are we comfortable with God knowing our story? Mm. Um, Am I comfortable knowing that God knows all my thoughts? There is no place I can hide from him. Because my answer to that really gauges um, how well I apply the gospel to my life. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And 
And in, and in one sense, that can kind of be a fearful thing. <laughs> You're thinking, oh, wow, you know, God does know, does know me, does know everything about me, does know what I'm thinking. He knows the good, the bad, the ugly of uh, what's going on inside my head and in the conversations I have with one another. But as, but I, as you were uh, speaking of this, I couldn't help but also just be reminded of, of the comfort that also brings, as you mentioned, that none of what we're going through is a surprise to God. Not does he just know about it, but he cares about it. He really does deeply care about it. Which leads me to the next question of how do we then, after we've prepared ourselves to care for others, how can we then care and begin to care for others? Yeah, to, to prepare ourselves is, is to really be Christ-centered, to know the gospel. Um, and as you mentioned, it, it does become a great comfort. Uh, Psalm 139, once again, the final two verses, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my concerns. See if there is any offensive way in me. Lead me in the everlasting way. And that really is the prayer of those who want to be cared for by God and those who want to care for others, is that we will um, have this opportunity to examine people's hearts as God examines our hearts and uh, explore the various struggles that may be going on so that we would be left in the everlasting way. So I think one of the first ways that we begin uh, to care for others uh, is to know God's word. Um, again, we, we may, uh, I will hear people say, well, what do I do? And the question is more, who am I when I approach someone, when I care for them? Because my um, experience with the gospel will impact how I care for others. Or even uh, my desire to be led in the everlasting way by God will impact how I respond and how I care for others. So um, to know that God is not some distant God, but he is close, he is personal, he is, he is holy, um, holy, 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 and yet he is such a gracious father. So when we read the Bible and when we get to know the Bible, we not only get to know God, but we get to know the gospel. We get to know the presence of the Holy Spirit. And, and through that, we get to know our story. Um, and we find comfort. We find courage. Uh, it increases our faith. It brings us instruction. It, it, um, scripture applied is, is just wisdom. And if we're going to um, bring comfort or seek to bring courage in people's lives uh, and, you know, you just pray that their faith increases or they just grow in wisdom, then that's not going to happen unless we know um, the word. And so one of the ways that we begin to care for others is actually, it's, it's very personal. It's, it's um, taking time to, to read scripture, uh, to grow in an understanding of scripture, to apply scripture to our lives um, to dig deep into theology and really get to know God because the deeper we know our Bibles and the deeper we know God led by the Spirit, um, that's that's how we care for people. The, sometimes the question is that we want to care for people, but what are we going to say? <laughs> what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. How are we going to act? And um, there's, there's a lot of destructive caring out there, and, and we want to be um, good ambassadors, representatives of Christ. Yeah, and we we see this through the book of First Peter, don't we? When Peter is encouraging the believers in this way, and he he does tell them that he tells them that pretty early on in the book, 
uh, to be grounded in God's word and to uh, to be reminded of those of those of those blessings and those truths of God's word. Do you mind just speaking to that a little bit? How First Peter connects with the conversation that we're having. So how do how do we begin uh, to care for one another? And if uh, if the beginning place is to know God's story, then I think the second area that's so helpful as we begin to care for, for one another is to, to know our story. And that's why, I mean, you can go to so many, I mean, you can go to almost every page in scripture and uh, you can apply this in some way. So we, we just happen to be in First Peter uh, on our mm-hmm. Sunday services. And if we were just to take the first few verses of First Peter, what is, what is our story? Or, or what is my story? Well, I, I know three things to be true about myself. I know, first of all, that I am chosen. I'm, I'm elect. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing that we looked at Sunday morning was we're exiles. And then the third thing, was, the third um, element of my life is we're dispersed. We're scattered. Uh, and so when somebody comes in and uh, you want to care for them, we're going to know that about ourselves, and we're going to know that about that person. We're going to know that if if that person's a believer, that they're the elect of God. Um, and I understand election can be a controversial uh, teaching, but there is so much comfort in understanding mm-hmm. that we are the elect of God. Um, we are we are loved by God. The fullness of His blessings reach us. So when someone walks in, and we have this. Um, understanding of scripture, understanding of who God, how God sees them, we will see them as one of the elect. And at their disposal are all the spiritual riches found in Christ Jesus. But we also know that they're exiles, um, like us, they're strangers. Um, In other words, it's difficult to navigate this life. Uh, Sometimes when people come in, they are so weighed down because of um, of of arguments, or just so tired of uh, being um, oppressed, or the injustice, or whatever else it might be that they're going through, uh, and and they just feel like they're strangers. They're surrounded. Um, there's this restlessness to them. So they're elect. They're exiles, but they're also scattered. Um, you know, isolated. They endure this alienation. And so that creates a, a bond between us, but it also helps understand their story that while they experience the, the rich blessings of God, we also know that they're going to struggle being um, mm-hmm. in, in exile. Um, they're, they're not going to get it all, just as we don't get it all, and, and we need to have these conversations with one another. Or they, they might just be feeling so alone. They're just scattered. They don't, they don't understand the way forward. Yeah. And, and all of us are in a different phase of life. Uh, we're facing different things, different level of even maturity and where Christ has us at, at this point in time. Uh, how, how do we then get to know someone else's story? And, and how do you put yourself in some way in their shoes and understand them a little bit better when you want to care for them? And again, I think that's where First Peter is so helpful. 
if you just take a look at some of the major themes that are building in First Peter chapter 1, in other words, <coughs> you're, you're walking with someone who's maybe lost their job or someone who's going mm-hmm. through marital strife and uh, the, the COVID isolation has just made that worse. Um, how, can, how can a passage like First Peter bring any instruction or comfort or courage in their life? Well, um, like we saw Sunday morning, we're people that are, are called to praise God, which leads yeah. to hope, which builds our faith. And then this mm-hmm. coming Sunday, we're going to be taking a look at um, our faith is built on truth, which calls us to holiness. Um, and then the following Sunday, Lord willing, in First Peter 2, it's going to talk about growth. Like we need to mature in all of these things. So... Just to try and put all that together, we're called to praise with hope, um, through faith, with truth, in holiness, growing. Those are just some of the major themes that we find in First Peter chapter 1 and 2. And this is for a people who are suffering, who are oppressed, who are scattered, exiles, um, isolated. So what does that mean? How do we get to know their story? Well, as we seek to love them in grace... <laughs> we're going to understand that some people are struggling with praising God. Uh, in other words, they like, like sometimes in a marriage, some people have just lost sight of God. Uh, we're going to, or, or, or we might um, have people come in and th- they just have no hope left. Uh, they're just filled with despair. They're filled with darkness. They're just overwhelmed. Um, and they're, they've come in to, basically to tell you, I've just given up. The temptation is too great. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna live my life as I want it to live because I have no hope um, in in the gospel story anymore. Some people will walk in and and their faith is low. Uh, they're just filled with fear, this great anxiety. Um, or some people will be struggling with truth. First Peter chapter one verses ten through eleven really anchor our faith and our hope and our praise in the. Old and New Testament says this truth will build us up. But some people will walk in and say, I'm doubting the word of God. Um, I don't yeah. understand this part of, of God's word. Some people will struggle with holiness. Um, they're just, they're, they're not sure if they can um, be holy like God is holy. And then as we move into 1 Peter chapter 2, um, some people are just struggling in certain areas because that's where God is growing them. And you're gonna you're gonna walk with them as they grow in those areas. So, First Peter chapter one and two, just the parts that we've covered. We're not even talking about the rest of First Peter. We have yeah. so many different avenues to to walk with people and to and to share with people. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to David? I just think of times in my own life where I've been going through a difficulty, um, a suffering of some sort. And when I've looked around, I've seen friends and family that don't seem to be struggling with the same kinds of things that I am. I can, you know, maybe get frustrated at that or, or even um, n- just more of a apathetic kind of feeling towards what somebody else may be going through. What would be some words of encouragement that you would have for that person? Would they be the same? Would it be the same the same answer that Peter's given us here in these verses? Would it be different? So I'm just wondering, what, what would your thoughts be? I would just say two things. Um, first of all, holiness, as we'll see this coming Sunday, Lord willing, actually leads to love. 
So we are called to love those who are hurting, those who are different. And then I think the second thing is we've often been taught that our connection with people is through similar suffering. So for example, if someone's had cancer, then I can go and minister to those who have cancer. Or if someone's going through marriage issues, I can go and you know care for someone who's, who's going through marriage issues. But it's not actually our circumstances that connect us. It's the gospel that connects us. Um, and when we begin to understand people and their struggles through the gospel, whether that's, you know, they just, they just need hope in God or they, their, their faith is so low, um, that's all part of their gospel story and it's part of my gospel story. So it actually becomes a mutual conversation where I'm challenged and they're challenged so that um, it's the gospel that builds us up where we're hurting or where we're suffering or lost hope. Wonderful. It's the gospel that builds us up where we're suffering, where we're hurting, or where we've lost hope. Uh, those are some great words, I, th- I think, to end uh, our time together today. And thank you again for your time. We look forward to continuing these gospel conversations with one another as we rest in the truth of the gospel and we rest in what Christ has done and we look forward to his return. Thank you, David.